Welcome to the Radical Audacity Podcast. This is Tiffany Kane, your host, and I am here today to talk to you about an audacious topic, a radical topic, something that will help you live your most radically audacious life. So I was posed a question today when I was doing a live interview on LinkedIn. And it was a really interesting question. The question was, what advice would you give yourself your, yourself 20 years ago? Like if you could go back to yourself 20 years ago, what advice would you give yourself? And I loved that question so much. I thought it was so multifaceted. And it really piqued my interest because on Facebook today, somebody else posted a picture. Um, and in one hand, it said, would you choose to go back to yourself at six years old, knowing what you know now? Or would you rather somebody give you $10 million right now? And I thought, oh, such a good philosophical question. I mean, there's the like immediate answer that pops in your head, but there's so many layers. So for both of these questions to come up on the same day, I thought, oh, this this is an interesting topic. This is a topic I would love to dial into and, you know, just really dig into it. So a little background, um, the event I was doing today, it was a LinkedIn Live. I am a juror for the AIVA Association. The AIVA is the Association of Interactive and visual arts. <laughs> so it's really interesting. And they host three different awards. They do the Communicator Awards, the W3 Awards, and the Davy Awards. And I've actually won two Davy Awards. And so by winning the Davy Award, I got invited to join the association. So now, I, now I'm an association member. And then being a, an association member allowed me to apply to become a juror on their awards. So I applied to become a juror and I got accepted to be a juror and it's really fun. And so <laughs> again, this is like the doors that open when you just say, yeah, okay, let's go for it. So I said, yes, I'll apply for an award. I won the award and they said, would you, we'd like to extend you an invitation to be part of the association. And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. I had no idea what that meant, but I'm like, let's go for it. Sounds good. And then they said, hey, would you like to apply to be a juror? And I said, yeah, let's go for it. And then, oh, you're a juror. Would you like to be interviewed? So it's just been really fun. So all those great heck yeses. So anyway, that's the background. I was on this interview today and they allowed time for the audience to ask a question. And so the question that I told you just a few minutes ago was one of the audience questions. What would you go back and tell yourself 20 years ago? So 20 years ago, I was 29 years old. Uh, you know, I hadn't, hadn't even hit my thirties yet. Um, I was fairly newly married. I got married at 25. So in my first four years of marriage, I didn't have children yet. We were thinking about starting to have children. I didn't realize at that time that I would have fertility issues. Um, we were getting ready to travel to go to Italy for a summer for our 30th birthdays. My then husband, who's now my ex-husband, 
and I um, were going to go travel to Italy for our 30th birthdays because we had birthdays within a couple weeks of each other. So that's where I was at. Where I was also at was I was in a really painful relationship. It was very toxic. We were not good for each other. We're so much better off apart, so much better off. Um, It was very toxic. It hadn't yet gotten to the point where we get where I I finally left. (laughs) I left at 19 years of marriage. So we were only 14, four years married at that point. So uh, I'm a, I'm a slow learner. (laughs) It'd take another 15 years for me to finally leave. But, you know, I knew I was in a toxic situation. So I was in a toxic relationship that was very unhealthy. Um, I had started my teaching career. I was several years into my teaching career that I absolutely loved. I was a classroom teacher. And um, starting to build a relationship with my father again. I, we, I had not had a relationship with him because of my parents' divorce and the pain around that and, and what happened in all of that. I'm not going to get into that here, but let's just say lots of very, very, very ugly things happened that made it very difficult for me to have a relationship with my father at that time. And as you know, um, I don't have a relationship with my mother because she chose the religion over me. And so it was it was a tough time. I'm not going to lie. There was a lot going on, a lot of emotions, a lot of difficulty, a lot of feeling like I was alone in the world. Um, I, I still had my best friend, Noni. She was still alive and we were still friends and, and, and sisters, basically. Um, she would die of breast cancer just shy of her 40th birthday, um, about 15 years later. So what would I tell my 29-year-old self? I think what I'd want my 20-year-old self to know is that she has power. I think I felt really powerless and confused and lost and like I didn't have a voice. Um, A lot of it had to do the toxic relationship I was in. Um, Toxic relationships are crazy-making especially when you're gaslit constantly, you feel crazy. You feel insane. You feel um, like your opinions and viewpoints and feelings are wrong. Uh, I was constantly told, constantly told that I was misunderstanding the situation, that I was wrong, that I was making it all about me, you know, things like that, typical gaslit type of conversations. And so I just, I really didn't feel like I had a lot of power. I didn't feel like I had a lot of say in my life. Um, so I would go back and tell her the power, the power of her story, the power of her voice, the the way that her story, when, like, like, here's the thing, like when you fully embrace your story and your power, you then are able to help other people to become 
empowered on their own, right? Like for them to see their own power, you're they're able to identify parts of your story that inspire them and then they can see their own power. And that's really my life mission now. You know, with my my raise your volume, raise your voice, like this is my thing. You have power. Your story has power. You are a powerful being. Your life experiences, your life story, what you do is so stinking powerful. You have power. And I wish I knew that. And I wish I knew I had the power to create the change I was so craving. I'm getting emotional. (laughs) This past weekend, I went to an event, a family event in Kansas. And it was my grandmother's 90th birthday. And I just, I can't wait to tell you about this. And and I, I will tell you the connection, why I'm bringing it up in this. What would you tell yourself 20 years ago? Um, so we had planned this party for my grandma's 90th birthday. And then my, my uncle passed away. Her son passed away just shy of a month before her birthday. And we decided since all of the family would be gathering in Kansas, that we would do his memorial service then. And then right before we all arrive in Kansas, my uncle Don's wife passed away. That's my grandma's brother. And so the weekend had two funerals and a birthday party. And here's the amazing thing. Here is the amazing thing. I had been to Kansas once. It was about 20 years ago, and it was for my great-grandma's 90th birthday. And I think I'd spent a a day there. It was like a stopover on my way to Florida to visit my family where I grew up. I grew up in Florida. And I, I, I didn't know my Kansas family. I didn't know them well. But this weekend, spending this weekend with my Kansas family, it was as if a piece of the puzzle of who I am got filled. And I wish me 20 years ago knew about this. My Kansas family is so warm and loving and accepting and generous. It blows me away. They are the nicest people. And I didn't know it. I've always felt somewhat of a... (laughs) of an orphan, you know, with being estranged from my mother and, and for so long having such a difficult relationship with my father and being out here 3000 miles away from family and trying to do it all, all on my own. I didn't realize this giant, amazing family that I have. And so here we are, two funerals and a birthday party. We're going to make a movie at some point. And it was the most beautiful thing I think I've ever experienced. First of all, my grandmother, Dolores, and my great aunt, Myra, were friends as young women. They worked together and they were friends. And my great aunt, Myra's brother, my grandpa, Frank, came home from the Air Force and said, hey, Myra, you know, introduce me to some some ladies, introduce me to some gals. And Myra was like, oh, this Dolores. I think, I think Dolores we get along with Frank. And so she introduced Frank and Dolores. And lo and behold, 
Frank fell head over heels for my very spunky, lively, kooky, crazy, amazing grandmother. So Frank and Dolores got married and proceeded to have seven children. Now, my grandfather being in the Air Force meant that um, he eventually would get stationed out of Kansas and stationed into Florida. He supported the space program uh, as part of the Air Force. He was an Air Force test pilot, and he supported the early um, space program in various ways. And so he was stationed in Florida, and that's where I grew up. That's where I was born. But Kansas was home to him and my grandmother. Myra, my great aunt Myra, proceeded to get married about the same time as my grandma and grandpa. And grandma and grandpa had seven children. Myra had four. And the grandma and grandpa would take the road trip to Kansas several times a year to be together, right? Because all of their family was in Kansas. My uncle Don and um, just everybody was in Kansas. My my great grandma Elmira oh, loved her so much. Anyway, they were all in Kansas. And so they would make this road trip to Kansas several times a year. And basically my dad and his six siblings grew up as siblings with my Aunt Myra's kids. Fast forward to today, well, to this past weekend, Aunt Myra, great Aunt Myra and my grandma have their 90th birthdays within a couple of weeks of each other. So we got to celebrate their 90th birthday. They have been friends for more than 70 years. They raised their children together. Our families are so intertwined and it's so beautiful to see. And even though we had lives that we had to memorialize in these, these funerals and these memorials, we also celebrated and came together. And my aunt Sue, who was my grandpa's sister, uh, opened up her home to us and we got to stay there and she welcomed my family and like we felt like family. My partner David, she welcomed her family, welcomed him in and made him feel at home. Like there are no strangers in their house. And I wish that myself 20 years ago knew about this. I wish I had fully embraced this family. I think it would have changed a lot for me. I think I would have felt a lot less alone in this world. This past weekend was so meaningful being with family. And you may ask, well, Tiffany, if your dad's family traveled to Kansas over and over again and they grew up together, why didn't you ever do that as a kid growing up? And I'll tell you why. It was because of the religion. Once my parents converted to that religion, that cult, they were no longer really allowed to spend time with family. I'm not kidding. Family tends to get together for birthdays and holidays and certain celebrations, right? Like we got together for my grandma's birthday. That's what got us all together. And my religion, we couldn't do that. And so we couldn't get together during family, those main big family events, right? The birthdays and all of that. Also, we were in church like five days a week. And so, you know, going to family supper on Sunday evening didn't work out, right? That we were doing church events. And the church really liked to say that um, they were our family. 
and that the 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 blood family was not our real family and that we shouldn't be spending too much time with them because they weren't part of the religious family that the religious family was our family and so we got cut off from our family now I saw them every now and again. They'd be in town and we'd we'd see them, but it wasn't like we could be close. It wasn't like we could be warm. And that's a huge loss. But what really struck me was the loss for my father. You know, growing up, he had this huge, giant, warm family in Kansas and really a large family in Florida as well. I mean, he's the oldest of seven siblings, of six He's the oldest of seven. And he lost all of that when he joined the religion. Like he could no longer really participate in the family. And it struck me the loss, what his loss must have been like. Ian allowed me to see him in a little bit of a different way with a good amount of compassion. You know, we're all doing the best we can in this world, including our parents. And whatever childhood wounds and whatever we are trying to overcome as adults, most of our parents did the very best that they could with the tools that they had. And this weekend really showed me that, that my dad was hurting as well. He had a massive loss. He lost that family for years and years and years. And now he has it back. And seeing him there and the joy and the, the laughter and the hugs and the, it was just so beautiful. So I would tell myself 20 years ago, embrace your family and know your power. I'm curious, what would you tell yourself 20 years ago? Let me know. DM me. Send me a message. I'd love to compile a list of what you would tell yourself 20 years ago. What lessons have you learned in these last 20 years that are powerful for you and important for you? There's so many. <laughs> I haven't even scratched the surface. Reach out to me. Let me know. And if this episode was meaningful in any way, please share it with a friend. Did you know that for women, 70% of us find our podcasts through referrals from friends and family? We're social creatures. We like hearing about things from others. <laughs> so you can help this show grow by sharing it with a friend. And let me know you shared it. I'd love to shout out shout you out and say thank you to you for sharing this episode with somebody else. Have an amazing day. Remember your power and raise the volume of your voice. I'm listening.